When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Apparently, you need your back for literally everything. Having to twist, to hand the ball off, having to toss the ball, having to throw the ball. He actually called me at like 10.50 last night. Um, I, I did. I'm like, dude, is everything okay? Simple conversation. No, I'm just checking in on you. I'm like, all right, that was, that's fun. Doing everything I can to get as close to 100%. I feel very optimistic because of how he's going about it. Welcome to NFL Live, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Ah, and a beautiful night it is going to be in Cincinnati as we have a massive Thursday night football matchup between the Bengals and the Dolphins. It's the beginning of week four. That stadium is going to be rocking. The white helmets will be out in full force. We cannot wait for that, and we're going to have Plenty on that game throughout the show as we say hello and welcome into NFL Live. I am Field Yates. I got Dan Orlovsky bobbing his head right here with Keyshawn Johnson. You also see Mina Kimes and Marcus Beer from home. We'll have Adam Schefter joining us in just a little bit. But as Bill Belichick once famously said, we're on to Cincinnati. As in the game between the Bengals and the Dolphins, as the Dolphins enter tonight's game as one of the last two undefeated teams in the NFL this season, Miami seeking a 4-0 start for the first time since 1995. As for the Bengals, the revamped offensive line has, well, not been so revamped. They've allowed 15 sacks already. That's tied for the most in the NFL this season. The big question mark on Miami's side is the player you saw at the beginning of this show, Tua Tungabailoa, listed as questionable with back and ankle injuries. And for more on that exact topic, let's get our guy, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL insider here from Cincinnati on the road tonight for the game. And Jeremy, we're about four hours or so from kickoff. Do you think we should expect Tua on the field tonight for the Dolphins? Yeah, Field, I'm hearing that Tua is expected to play, barring an unforeseen development. Things are trending upward. He's feeling a little bit better. And I spoke to wide receiver Jalen Waldo, who told me that his quarterback is tough and that he would be very surprised if Tua is not on the field. I'm also told that Tua's family is here in attendance in Cincinnati. So a good sign. Also good with Jalen Waddle. He told me that he expects to play. So unless the Dolphins hold him back, he's going to try to get in this end zone behind me. <laughs> and when it comes to the Bengals, the message in the meeting rooms is simple. Limit explosive plays. I talked to linebacker Logan Wilson. He said, look, we know Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waller are going to try to get isolated one-on-one matchups, get deep on us. So we have to, you know, show the illusion of some double coverage at times, but we have to fly 11 people to the ball. And the Bengals, I'm told, in their meeting rooms have spent really the last two weeks trying to get right after that 0-2 start, trying to, quote, be back to who we are, as a team source told me, getting takeaways on defense, controlling the tempo on offense. They feel like they've done a bad job of that so far. Jeremy, if you like football, there's no better place to be than Cincinnati tonight. We appreciate you. Enjoy the game, my friend. All right, so no team has used a higher rate of motion than the Dolphins this season. How about this? 78% of their offensive plays. That's 8% higher than the next closest team. The 49ers, where head coach Mike McDaniel was coaching previously, of course, under the tutelage of Kyle Shanahan. Tonight, to play a Bengals defense that has faced motion plenty this season. They played well against it. They've actually allowed the fourth fewest yards per play so 
Dan, let's get to the uh, whiteboard here, the X's and the O's. How is it that Mike McDaniel is using motion to his offensive advantage? Yeah, he forces multiple guys on defense to have a bunch of different keys that they have to pay attention to. Mm. I really believe that tonight the linebackers for Cincinnati just got to play quiet with a quiet mind the way they're seeing things. So you get this speed jet motion from Tyree Kill, and as your backers are moving, that's something in their vision, right? And I want you to pay attention to where they are when this ball gets snapped about the 28-yard line. Tackle reach, slice backside, and ball fake. Everything that they're looking at, there's three or four different things that they are now paying attention to. And in play action world, I'm trying to get you to step up and horizontally. Remember, the ball gets snapped when they're at the 28. Two is throwing the ball when those linebackers are about at the 30 now. Mm. They're, they're only two yards of depth because of them having to see that speed motion, the slice backside, play side tackle steps, and ball fake. You know, in play action pass, I try to get you to go vertical or horizontal. Mike McDaniel forces defensive guys almost to do both, and that's how he right. creates those chunks. They have not done that a ton this year yet, but I would imagine short week, quarterback hasn't practiced a ton. These are reps that he knows doesn't necessarily need to know the coverage. That is a massive key for tonight's game. I think when you look at motioning guys across, the first thing it does is it also help, it helps the quarterback but it also helps the receivers significantly because now I know if it's man-to-man -man or if it's zone. Yep. I know if I have to clear it out if I'm the primary receiver depending on what the coverage is. So if I'm motion across and I got somebody going with me, I know, okay, most likely 90-some percent is man-to-man. -man. Sure. If that person passes me off, it's probably zone. Right. And it helps identify what they're doing in the secondary. The first thing you're taught as a receiver is look and locate the safeties. Mm. The first thing the quarterback is taught, locate the linebackers and then to the safeties. And that will tell you what everything is, what everything in front of you is going to do. Did you ever motion like that where, the, when, you know, I mean, that clip that I showed, Tyreek is full speed when yeah. the ball is getting snapped. You guys never yeah. did anything absolutely. like that. You know, I hate that you, you said this, Dan, because we absolutely. Did you, you know, like we, it? Did I you like feel it? Like, I feel like we started that. Okay, like Tyreek, when speed. this ball is going to get full snapped, these backers are watching that motion like he has mentioned. This ball, he's full speed already. Full speed. You guys can uh, do that. Yeah, and I've jumped off sides three did or four you, times. Did you like that, though? Like, that did one, you like having that? I did. I did if it was if it was timed right. Look at everything because if that it's this not, defense has got to look at. If right it's now. not timed right, you can lean forward because yeah. remember my back is turned to you, and I don't necessarily hear the snap count. I'm looking at whoever's outside of me, whether or not he moves. That's a 22-yard chunk. And how easy is the operation for the quarterback in that regard? Well, you got to be a well-conditioned team. We saw this past yeah, Sunday the Bills be. were gassed because yeah. they played 90-plus offensive snaps. Hard to do that with healthy motion involved as well. Let's get Marcus and Mina involved here and. Marcus, if that is the challenge that Miami, the Miami offense poses specific to that motion, what's the game plan for the defense <laughs> got to be for Cincinnati tonight? Line of scrimmage, you have to win. And Trey Hendrickson did a phenomenal job last week to the tune of two and a half sacks, two forced fumbles as well. And when you get to Tua, you can get the ball out. You want to make him move off the spot to, to Dan's point. With all of those things going on, the way you remedy that or try to defend against that is to make the quarterback drop his eyes. Mike McDaniel has done also done a good job of giving Tua one read and then if get off of it and the second one is wide open, obviously because of the talent. If I'm Cincinnati, the pressure is on those linebackers like Dan Illustrated Gaither. Uh, the inside linebacker had, I, I believe, 13 tackles, nine and, and four uh, assists. Von Bell is going to be huge. But anytime you're talking about a prolific offense, you have to get the quarterback to either move off of his spot or question where he's going to go with the ball. And that's the job of, of the front.
Yeah, and Marcus, what you're describing is actually what the Patriots had a lot of success doing against Miami in week one. Uh, the other thing they did that I th- think might be relevant for tonight is they played a lot of three, sa- three safety looks, that 3-3-5 three, three, uh, c- package that they favor uh, because they have very good safeties. Well, so does Cincinnati. We actually haven't seen much of their first-round draft pick, Daxton Hill, but I'll be curious to see tonight if they actually might work him more into the rotation so that Von Bell, who's so good as the wild card blitzing, the robber, they can use him in different ways rather than just having both their safeties sit back in coverage. Uh, it, sit back, me, yeah. Jackson Hill gives them a weapon that they haven't really <laughs> used thus far this season. Man, I can't wait for this one. What a great Thursday night football tilt we have between two teams that are trying to prove themselves to remain atop that AFC hierarchy. More from Mina and Marcus in just a minute. But let's get Adam Schefter in here for some injury updates around the NFL. And Shefty, what do we need to know? Starting with Jameis Winston as he gets ready for a potential appearance in London on Sunday against the Vikings. Well, Phil, for a second straight day, Jameis Winston did not practice. Now, last week he didn't practice on Wednesday, but he was a limited participant on Thursday. Today, no practice again. That would tell you that it's trending to have Andy Dalton Hmm. start at quarterback on Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings in London with Jameis nursing a variety of ailments. He is beaten up right now. And so is the Patriots quarterback, Mac Jones. Now, Dr. Bill Belichick has said that he is day-to-day, one day at a time. But the fact of the matter is, he does have a severely high ankle sprain right now that he's nursing. He's been going through drills here, or at least team meetings. We'll see whether he's able to go. I still am dubious that he will be able to play on Sunday. And also for a second straight day, no Christian McCaffrey due to a quad injury that he's been nursing. He's had rest days on Wednesday throughout the season, but yesterday he was held out for that quad injury, held out again today. We should learn more on Friday as to his injury status and whether he should be able to play on Sunday. And the Browns defensive end, Miles Garrett, whose car was involved in an accident earlier this week when it flipped over a few times, was back in the Browns building today. Did not practice, maybe a sign of his availability for Sunday, but the fact that he's doing better is encouraging and he is back in the building, and he was speeding, according to police, when his car did flip over. But fortunately, he was able to escape without major injury. And Jonathan Taylor, the Colts running back, who missed his first practice ever yesterday, always practiced in high school, New Jersey, college at Wisconsin, in the pros with the Colts, missed practice yesterday for the first time, but was back at practice in full today with that toe injury. So Jonathan Taylor on track to play Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. That is an amazing fact right there. He is the Herm Edwards of NFL running backs there, Shefty. He had never missed a practice at the high school or college or pro level until Wednesday. Good to have him back on the field today. we got plenty more coming here on NFL Live as Josh Allen and the Bills try to avoid consecutive losses when they go to Baltimore to face the Ravens. But there's an eye-opening trend in Buffalo that might worry Bills Mafia. And one quarterback has made a huge leap in the first month of the season. Will that continue? Dan will take a closer look at this signal caller that is jumping off the tape. That's next. Ooh, I like that. NFL Live is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're watching NFL Live, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. And we've got a big game tonight, so you know what? Let's get a FanDuel same-game parlay from our guy, Dano, Dan Orlovsky. Let's go through it, Dan. Come on. Over under 250 passing yards for Tua tonight. I'm going to say over. Some big plays by those two receivers, I'll say over 250. Okay, over under eight, eight, excuse me, eight receptions, 80 receiving yards for Jamar Chase tonight. Over. He might get that on one play. I really what, believe what, Miami's what? going to play man coverage and pressure him. Okay. There's going to be plays to be made down the field. We getting a tutty tonight for Tyreek Hill? He's playing, so okay. yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. I'm gonna when in doubt, Dan is always betting on a Tyreek Hill touchdown. You've Easy heard answer, our picks. Bub. Now you can use those or make your own to build a same-game parlay with FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. All right, time now for some read and react, and we start in Jacksonville. You know, it's been three games, but no quarterback has made a larger jump in total QBR from last season to this year than Trevor Lawrence. His QBR has increased by 32 points, which currently has him ranked seventh in total QBR this season. Dan, what's the reason for the year-over-year growth from Trevor Lawrence? The handcuffs are off, okay. and you're watching the talent overcome the shortcomings. There's a giant amount of freedom. Last week, 2.4 seconds per pass attempt. So when plays need to be made, he feels the freedom to do it. Watch Zay Jones in the slot out of empty right here. Okay. Baby face. He's going to catch the snap. One, two, three. I want to throw a front side. Nothing's there. So I'll reset towards the middle of the field. But internal pressure. Watch the sudden bang away. Yep. Now, he's going to throw this ball from about the 22. There's a little bit of a window in the end zone. Last That's year, Trevor window. Lawrence kind of felt restricted to try to go make that play. This year, he's got the freedom to kind of believe that he's capable of making that play. RPOs, spread out screens, getting the ball out and bootlegs are helping him believe that, all right, so when the moment's needed to be, my talent can shine, I'm ready to go make those plays. Back-to-back wins by 20-plus points for Jackson. For the first time since 2000 they've done that. All right, so Aaron Rodgers hasn't exactly been airing it out this season. He's actually averaging just 5.2 air yards per pass attempt. That's dead last in the NFL. Key, is that going to continue going forward? Until they change things, right? I mean, you look at it, the yak yards are extremely important for this Green Bay Packer team. These young wide receivers being able to pick them up and put them down with the football in their hands. You go back to week one against the Minnesota Vikings, they were dropping the bombs. Mm. So they said, hey, let's pull this back until they grow a little bit and understand. We'll We'll do slip screens. We'll do slants. We'll put the football in their hands and allow them to get the yak. Yeah, the receivers are doing the work right now. They actually lead the NFL in yards after the catch. Next up, better days are upon us in Dallas. The Cowboys, all the talking about the quarterback situation, but it feels like the defense is 
really the job is getting the job done. Five sacks and seven tackles for loss in Monday night's win over the New York Giants. Swagoo, how is that defense getting this done in such dominant fashion? Yeah, you got to ask yourself, babyface, is it a fluke? And the answer is no. This rush package that they have, the pressure that Dan Quinn brings at opportunistic times, but Demarcus Lawrence up front, Dorrance Armstrong, all of these guys are reading and playing off of each other. And they have a safety by the name of Donovan Wilson is, is going crazy. Trayvon Diggs is taking his opportunities. They had one interception go through his hands and obviously got the one at the end of the game. This pass rush is freeing up guys on the back end to take chances and try to make plays because quarterbacks are not having time to make decisions and go through the uh, necessary uh, rips to figure out who the ball is going to. Dallas defense is for real, man. It looks like a bunch of young Marcus Spears up front across that but they're defensive good. line. Oh, come on now, Dan. You <laughs> take that better. back right now. A lot better. <laughs> hey, coming up next, speaking about Cowboys, the Dan Wagon is back. We'll find out who gets to join the Dan Wagon for week four. He's been on a roll, Dano. They've been hot. Previous winners, Samuel Swift. No pressure. I got a little clue. Eric Church. That's all I'm saying. Ooh. That's all I'm saying. Eric Church. We can go there. <laughs> What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It's Thursday. That means we have an edition of the Dan Wagon. All aboard. Curtis Samuel, DeAndre Swift. Pretty good so far. Graphics. Two aboard. Graphics. Who's getting on the board? Who's getting on the wagon this week? Are we? Are we in Charlotte, Queen City? How did you know? Well, because they just showed the Queen City. Stadium. I wasn't looking at the graphic. This yeah. is the first time ever. <laughs> I'm hoping my boy at home is watching. So I just I watch every single snap of this every week. And I just see what pops on tape. And for the first time ever, I have to talk about a defensive player. What? Or defensive lineman. We're going to Carolina. Are you you okay? I did a little bit of tape on last week. Derek Brown, defensive tackle number 95. 
he is starting to become one of those top five defensive tackles in all of football. When he's on the field, the Panthers allow 3.6 yards per rush. That's 132 plays. When he's off the field, they allow 5.4 yards per rush. That's a difference of almost two yards, babyface. He's top five in run stop oh, win rate. Get that he's got 23 run stops, which is tied for fourth in the NFL with Jeffrey Simmons. He's also got like four pass breakups, so he's a PBU specialist. Man, look, I knew the big fellow would love it. I, this is like Derek Marcus Brown Bryan is starting right to now. be a big time interior force for the Panthers defense. I did this for you, big guy. I did this for you, man. Dio, Dio, legit. The highlight next week was going to be Derrick Brown, bro. I, I'm That's glad you put him on the damn wagon. He balling out of his mind. Now we get, now we get like man this week we set him up. Next week you get to kind of give him even more love if if they win. If they win, Ooh, no they got to win. Now, now you, you got to win. win. They got to win. Okay, well, now you have the pressure on Derrick Brown, but at least he got the shine as well. The former eighth overall pick has been a beast. Time now for us to go on trend. I'll present a stat. One of our analysts will tell you if it's a trend that will continue. And this season, A.J. Brown has recorded 14 of his 20 receptions between the numbers. That's tied with Cooper Cup for the second most between numbers in the NFL this season. Mina, do you expect to see A.J. Brown continue to make his living between the numbers? I do, and as an Eagles fan, you should be loving it. Look, because Jalen Hurts is such a threat with his legs, there are always going to be throwing windows over the middle of the field. He did not attack that part of the field last year, but he is this year due to the arrival of one Arthur Juan Brown, a.k.a. Swole <laughs> Batman. That is where he lives. We saw that in Tennessee on those deep digs and crossers. And the fact that Jalen Brown, or pardon me, Jalen is willing to throw to A.J. over the middle of the field is a trend that is going to continue and is going to serve this offense well. On to New York, where Zach Wilson has been medically cleared to start for the Jets. In Wilson's absence, Joe Flacco has thrown 155 passing attempts. That's 14 more than any other quarterback in the NFL this season. Key, does that trend continue with Zach Wilson taking over? I'm so silly, I don't mean to laugh, but yes, it does because Joe Flacco has these type of numbers because they've been losing football games. And mm. when you look at that, you have to get back in. you got to throw the football, and they'll be losing continuously. And Zach Wilson will have the opportunity to put some numbers up. But I don't care about that. Sure. All I care about is him getting better. Yeah. Are we going to watch him get better? We'll find out, right? You got pressure on him this week. A lot of pressure, man. man. Go, go. Let's go, man. Let's go to Buffalo, where the Bills have lost seven straight one-score games dating back to last season. That's the longest active streak in the NFL, including the playoffs. Key, I'll start with you. What do those numbers tell you about how the Bills are closing or not closing games? You know, Phil, I, I, I look at this and I say to myself, four-minute offense is important to me. Okay. That's how you close out games, right? Whether you're down or you're ahead. You hold on to the ball as much as you can yep. until the point that you need to score points. And I think when you go back and you look at some of those games, yeah, you can go to the Tennessee game and he didn't get in. He slipped on the sneak. You can add that one in there. But when you look at some of the other games, you say to yourself, if they ran the four-minute offense and they have proficiency at doing it mm -hmm. and effective at doing it, they don't give the ball back to the other team. It's almost like the Ravens against Miami. Right. If the Ravens get two first downs, game's over. Game's over. They didn't do it. Mm. Four-minute offense did not work. Sure. Got to close out. What do you think, Dan? <sighs> All right, so I understand that this is like a convenient thing to look at because I'm sitting here, and you know me, I always try to figure out why. Like, why, why? are these yeah. things happening? I wrote down, it's hard for me to pinpoint. I, I don't know why that's happening, but I can say this. And I know it's a little bit inconvenient coming off of last week, but we did the Monday night football game, Lewis and I and Ruddy and Steve Levy, and one of the things we asked Brandon Bean, their general manager, was, 
what was the number one thing, focus point this offseason? He said, we've got to get Patrick Mahomes on the ground. He, he felt, and, and this is what I loved. He said, when you get in the playoffs, your last game exposes your weakness. Mm. And he believed that Vaughn Miller was that missing piece. I remember Marcus dubbed Vaughn Miller the closer, you know. And while that stat covers over a period of time, and again, last week they didn't get it done, I believe that this Buffalo Bills team addressed that number one flaw that they felt was they got to close out those close games. And that's why they went and got their big fish, so to speak, in Vaughn Miller. I don't think that that trend keeps. That that, is true on the defensive side, though, because when you look at teams and you look at the Rams, their closer is Aaron Donald. He gets their closers out his You know what I'm saying? Now, that's true. Okay. More perspective on this. What do you think, Mina? I think that the why is that there is no why. Every single one of these games, a different thing happened. Of course, most recently, the litany of injuries, the heat. Um, And I'll say this. uh, If I'm a Bills fan and I hear that stat, I'm actually happy because the one thing we know, dating back years and years, looking at records of teams that lose in one-score games is – their luck turns. It is actually a very co- predictive variable for really? success in the future. So the fact that the Bills have gotten unlucky in these games recently suggests that they're going to be luckier, that luck is going to turn at some point because they're not losing in a dominant fashion. You know, Mina, to your point, no team was better in one-score games last year than the Las Vegas Raiders, right? And what's happened yes. to them out of Look the gate? 0-3. I don't know if they're a decidedly yeah. better or worse team than last year, but everything they could have gone right did go right last year, right? Well, that's why she's one of the best people in the world at what she does because I would have sat there and been like, there's no way that, that makes sense, yeah. right? You know, and, But the out. fact that she points that out, is one of the reasons why, again, that she's so great. Because my, like, here's the thing. Do you believe that you've got the playmaker at quarterback that can go get that done? Course, Absolutely. Yeah. You got the playmaker at wide receiver. Absolutely. You have the defense that is capable of getting off the field. Sure. And that's the one question that I would have said, I don't know, mm. you know. Yeah. And, and, but that's where I can sit here unequivocally and I give Brandon Bean, the general manager of Buffalo, credit for sitting there saying, because he even said a couple years ago we tried to go get him and we couldn't. Yeah. And he realized, like, that was the big kind of difference maker. And Vaughn has spoken out, outspoken about how he even infused that into Aaron Donald a little yeah. bit more. Like, hey, man, what, there's, there's moments that you got to go end the football game. Right. And we saw that even more so from Aaron Donald last season. Yeah, and lot. I speak more to the offensive side in this situation. You're thinking like, you're, like philosophically. Yeah, when you, when you have the ball in a four-minute situation, you, you methodically move down the field. You take your time. You don't mm. leave time on the clock. If you need to kick a field goal, you kick a field goal. If you need to get first downs, you get first downs to close it out. But like Dan is saying, on the defensive side, they need a Rottweiler to go get that guy. And they went and got Von Miller. So when you look at the great pass rushers on teams, what always happens? They get a sack, strip, fumble at the end of a game, something along those lines. I think you can sort of look at two streaks the Bills have going on right now. The one that we've been discussing, Mina, about their bad luck in close games and the fact that if you go look at their last 20 wins, they're all by 10 points or more. This yes. strikes me as a team that is just simply dominant with vulnerabilities a because football is an unpredictable game. A much more meaningful statistic for the Bills, I agree. Yeah, this is a team that at their very best seems like one of the very strongest in the NFL, even after losing this past Sunday. We've got new uh, news here on NFL Live. And how about this? This comes from our Jameson Hensley, who covers the Ravens for us here at ESPN. He says, Ravens left tackle Ronnie Stanley said there's a chance he could make his 2022 debut against the Bills on Sunday. Quote, you might see me this week. Stanley said that will be some big news right there for the Ravens offensive line. Let's get to some top stories. We go back to the matchup between the Dolphins and the Bengals as we have Shefty back on board. And Shefty, too, has been listed as questionable all week. What do you know about his status for tonight? 
He's been expected to play all along field with the back and the ankle injuries that have slowed him down and wound up having him listed on the injury report. Was not on the concussion protocol list this week. Was down due to the back and ankle, but it is not serious enough to hold him out of tonight's game and prevent him from playing. He is expected to start, as is the Bengals running back Joe Mixon, who had been limited in practice earlier in the week, whatever that means on a short week of practice, but he's off the injury report tonight. And Joe Mixon is a go for the Thursday night matchup in Cincinnati between the Bengals and the Dolphins. Joe Mixon been productive this season and will look to continue that tonight against the Miami Dolphins. You know, Shefty, I don't know whether it involves any players in the game tonight, but I have very reliable sources telling me that you are in the midst of trying to swing a trade Come while on. on NFL Live in our fantasy football NFL <laughs> Warham League with another person on the show, Amina Kimes. Yeah. What more can you tell us? Well, we're trying to Mina turned down my offer. I turned down her offer. I don't know if there's any kind of meeting ground in between, but yeah. if we can get a fancy football trade done in the middle of NFL Live and make the show even that much more productive, then that would be awesome. Okay. Well, Shefty, you're welcome to trade with your best player. No big deal. Mina, you as well. Can we get a to. trade update? Like, what was, what, was the, what was the offer? I want to know. I yeah, know what I was the proposal? I have Craig Reynolds. He has DeAndre Swift, so he wanted to play Craig Reynolds, the Dolphins, or probably the Lions back at running back this week. But uh, I asked for Romeo Dobbs. He said no. I might ask for George Pickens next. We'll okay. see. Wow. All right. So updates here on NFL Live and latest on this massive potential trade. Hey, coming up here on NFL Live, that Tampa Bay offense has gotten off to a slow start. If Dan and Mina don't like what they see. I can solve it. Oh, okay. Well, no. They'll explain why this Bucks offense needs change his identity quickly. You're watching NFL Live, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. I'd rather Sportsbook. have Brady in right now. <laughs> <laughs> Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. If you want to manage your personnel like a pro, check out the AI-powered Player Insights with Watson in the ESPN Fantasy app. With boom and bust projections, performance trends, and player comparison. Player Insights with Watson, only in the ESPN Fantasy app. Our Week 4 Monday Night Football matchup is an NFC West rivalry game between the Rams and the 49ers. Rematch of last season's NFC Championship game, 8 Eastern, on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and the ESPN app. And did you hear Peyton and Eli? They're back on ESPN2. Coverage begins with Monday Night Countdown at 6. And a reminder, 
the Sunday NFL Countdown Crew has you covered for week four, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 Pacific, and the Monday Night Countdown Crew gets you set for 49ers Rams, 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. Both are on ESPN and the app. We continue to keep all those impacted by Hurricane Ian in our mm -hmm. thoughts. Understanding that football is certainly far from the most important matter anywhere these days, especially in the state of Florida. The NFL has, however, kept in touch with the Buccaneers about the viability of playing Sunday's game at home at Raymond James Stadium as scheduled against the Chiefs. And for more on that game, let's get back to Shefty. What do we know about the possibility of that game being played in Tampa as opposed to Minneapolis? Well, it is going to happen, Field. The NFL made it official today. It's going to keep the game in place in Tampa on Sunday night. And earlier in the day today, the mayor of Tampa, Jane Castro, was lobbying the NFL to see if it could keep the game there, saying that the city wanted the game and that the Bucks were prepared to go out and do no you-know-what to the Kansas City Chiefs. That came from mm. the mayor of Tampa. But the NFL made the decision. It felt like it wasn't going to be diverting enough resources away from the city, and it felt like the game could be played. It was always going to stay on Sunday night, despite some questions about whether it could be shifted to Monday night. But the NFL made the decision not to move it to Minneapolis, to leave it in Tampa. And so we will have Tom Brady squaring off versus Patrick Mahomes in Tampa on Sunday night Shefty, as scheduled. Yeah, Shefty, thank you so much for that. And again, there are things much more important than football taking place down in Florida. And we continue to send our best to everybody who has been impacted by this very scary situation. Yeah. In the NFL world, we do know that Chiefs and Bucks is an important game. It's one of those you mark your calendars for. So let's take a stab at sort of diving into it on the field here with Dan Amina. And Dan, the Bucks offense put up just 12 points this past Sunday. Yeah. What needs to change there? They have to become the Tennessee Titans. And more. Well, they got to become play-action pass dominant. Mm. Right now, they're 25th in the league when it comes to usage of play-action pass. This is something Mina and I have talked about for Tampa Bay for what feels like three years from right now. But two specific reasons why, babyface. Number one, they need to. Because of the injuries to their offensive line and the lack of perimeter weapons because of, again, injuries, it'll help cover up that offensive line that's still young and unproven and starting to gel a little bit and also help some of those receivers that maybe aren't those marquee name guys create some separation down the field. You can hold it a little bit, little bit longer. I firmly believe this. You're, there's a difference between identity and philosophy. Okay. Their identity in Tampa Bay does not have to change. It mm. is Tom Brady, dominant defense. The philosophy of how they play has to change given the construct of their offensive roster. Yeah, I agree with Dan. I'd like to see them using more play action. I'd also like to see them discontinue running the ball so much on first down. Yeah. And for people who are wondering if those things are inconsistent, they're not. Uh, statistics have shown you do not have to run the ball on first down to set up the play action pass. And above that, or beyond it rather, the Bucks are really bad at it. Uh, so far this season, they're running on first down at a much higher rate than they have in the past. And when they do that, they average negative .06 expected points added per play. When they pass on first down, it's .17. Uh, people might point to the lack of wide receivers. Obviously, they've had some injuries, but ultimately they do pass, and when they do pass, they're behind the eight ball because they run so badly on first down. So that's something I'd like to see in this one, just to set up Tom Brady for more success and not put him you know, in a disadvantageous situation uh, on later downs. Yeah, it's one of those things, you guys have heard me say this before, first down, second down, first down, and, and, and kind of 
taking out the option of getting to third down and three or third down and four. Tom's always been one of the great play-action passing quarterbacks in the league with his the ball handling that he has to do. And I want to make it clear for everybody, I'm not talking that you become the 49ers or the Cleveland Browns. They are a team that utilizes bootlegs where the quarterback is getting outside of the pocket. There's a yeah. difference between bootleg and play action. Play action very much so still keeps Tom set up inside and it keeps him protected really on the internal part of that pass rush. I just believe it's the best way for their offense to go forward. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe things gel a lot more with all the receivers getting back on the field together and the offensive line potentially getting Donovan Smith back on Sunday night against the Chiefs. Let's move forward in our latest edition of Football is Unpredictable because right now there's one team, just one, that is 0-3 in the entire NFL. It's the Las Vegas Raiders. And we get some quick reads on this team because uh, Swagoo, this team spent big all offseason. They were expected to be a playoff contender. Why has the offense looked so bad so far in Las Vegas? Baby face, this a number of issues. Josh McDaniels has to figure out how to use this talent. And, and one specific guy that I'm talking about is Hunter Renfro. It seems to be that he's turned into this slip screen, two to three yard, air yard catch type guy when we know how dynamic he is from the slot. Derek Carr is off, guys are dropping the football. It just looks unattached. Everything looks difficult in what they're doing right now. You know, Swagoo, I don't know what it is, but do we really think Josh McDaniels is a good football coach as far as a head coach goes? I know his tenure Denver did not go so well to the point where he's starting to trend even on social media right now about his behavior and the way he treated players in Denver. So I don't know. You look at that Belichick tree, guys that were there before that went on to become head coaches and even some front office executives didn't really necessarily have such success when they left Belichick in New England. Are we getting ready to see that again with the Raiders and Josh McDaniels? You mentioned some of the things he's doing with the offense and Renfro and those sort of individuals. I just don't know. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, well, I think unfairly. Key, you know, key. And, it's it's a, and, and it's still early, but, you know, hey, man, it is what it is. It's a, but it's a fair point. It's a fair point because we saw Derek Carr under an interim head coach take this team to the playoffs and have a high-powered offense and able to make plays and look synergistic. And I know that when you are running a different offense, which Josh McDaniels, I'm sure, is bringing his nuance, is everybody has to do a little bit of catching up. But from, from what you just said, football is simple, man. You got one of the best wide receivers hard. in the NFL. You got one of the best slot receivers in the NFL. And you got one of the most dynamic athletic tight ends in the NFL. You got to use them and figure out how to use them to be explosive offensively. Don't tell me about Derek Carr not being a good quarterback. Derek Carr <laughs> plays at a high enough level for this team to have success offensively. And they're not. So I'm pointing to the head coach as well as you are, Keith. Yeah, I just, you know, I look at some of the players that they brought in. You know, they, they're not contributing to what they thought they would be able to do. I just, I don't know. And I, I really want to find out. And I, by week eight, if you ask me that same question in week eight, I'll give you a definitive answer for sure. Well, let me tell you this. If they go to 0-4 this Sunday, but losing to the Broncos, the division game, whoo, boy, are things going to be hot in the desert in Las Vegas. Time now for new on NFL Live. It's just minutes ago. Our own Lindsey Theory, who covers both the Chargers and the Rams for us, tweeted the following. 
Justin Herbert is throwing in practice today. The Chargers are altering his practice week routine and attempt to help his rib injury heal. Herbert did not throw yesterday during individual drills. I got to tell you, it was still tough to watch him this past Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, still to come, Miami loves to send pressure on opposing quarterbacks. So how will Joe Burrow and the Bengals offensive line fare tonight? We'll break that down and make our game picks next on NFL Live. NFL Live is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You may remember the Bengals spent huge this offseason to try to reduce the number of sacks Joe Burrow would take. So far, not so good, as Burrow, again, has been sacked 15 times and tied for the most in the NFL through three weeks of this young NFL season. Mm. And tonight's matchup between the Dolphins and Bengals looks to feature a significant mismatch in the trenches. The Dolphins rank third amongst teams in pass rush win rate right now, while the Bengals, unsurprisingly, rank 29th in pass block win rate. A big factor in this game could be how quickly Joe Burrow gets the ball out. This season, he's averaging the eighth fastest time to throw in the NFL. We need to get our guy Swagoo in here. And Swagoo, how much of those numbers impact the game tonight? Yeah, look, look, baby face, the, the truth is you would love to be able to rush Joe Burrow at four and, and dedicate coverage because of those weapons that you have. But they're going to have to try to generate some pressure and get him off of his spots and hope that those guys on the back end can hold it down just long enough. I think the Dolphins are sitting on six sacks right now. Josh Boyer has to do a better job, or this defensive line has to do a better job of generating that type of rush. Pass rush win rate sometimes can be a little bit deceiving when it comes to actually getting quarterbacks on the ground. Now, they got to that a little bit against the Bills. They were able to get Josh Allen running around, putting his eyes down and moving around. But this rush is what's going to have to take care of the Cincinnati Bengals. And if there was any ever time, ever any time to get it going, it's it's this week, Mm. it's tonight, it's this game. So I I look forward to seeing them not have to dial up so much pressure, even though I believe they should. This front four is going to have to get to the quarterback.
Yeah, I agree. I mean, Joe Burrow is the least blitz quarterback in football this year for a reason. We saw him dice up the blitz last year. Defensive coordinators around the league saw that. So they said, hey, we're Why not going to do that. We're just going to send four, play cover two, and force him to work underneath. And the Bengals have not been successful at that, or they haven't even been able, they haven't been able to uh, run defenses out of those looks. Um, so I think for Miami, as Marcus said, the key is getting pressure with four, being disciplined on the back end, uh, and not giving up any explosive plays as other defenses have had success doing the same this year. All right, so that's the Miami side, uh, Cincinnati side, excuse me, in terms of their offensive woes. Let's dive a little bit deeper on that Miami defense. Dan, I'll start with you here. How do they make it difficult on opposing offenses? Well, they, they force you to have five one-on-one winners. You know, when they put their five guys up at the line of scrimmage, they're really just trying to get you to declare, hey, five offensive linemen, you got to go win, on, win one-on-ones. And that's very challenging because they just need one guy. I mean, last week they got their five guys at the line of scrimmage. Buffalo matches five-on-five. Five. The backs would have the internal guys. I don't need all five guys to win. Only four are rushing. I just need one of them to win. Ingram does. And then you got to really do everything you can to get the third and two or three because – here comes these all-out pressures. Everybody's up at the line of scrimmage. Now, naturally, as a quarterback, you're like, I got to drift away. Back's got to see so many different moving parts. He's late to pick off the edge. See where he started on the hash. He's two or three yards from where he caught that snap because of the drift. Here comes that similar situation, right? Here comes the all-out pressure, and it's third and three or four. The good thing is when you are in third and three or four, whether it's the all-out pressure or that bluff blitz, if you have the ball out of your hands and your slot sees it the same way, you can go get that first down conversion. Third and eight, third and nine, it ain't happening because you got to get the ball out. They have an extra rusher, and you're not going to go consistently get that first down. So win your one-on-ones tonight if you're Cincinnati offensive line. Biggest challenge you've had all year. And then third down, got to be in third and three and four. Have a zero answer and a zero bluff answer. Dan's right. The challenge is that offensive line to start with because you need those three big guys. You need Boyd and Higgins and Chase to be able to eat. Mm-hmm. And they can eat tonight because typically in the National Football League, there's three receivers that are good on the field, but defenses don't have three defensive backs that can cover them. Yeah. You usually have a 1A as the top corner, sure. and you drops off a little bit there, then it drops significantly at the nickel position. So if you think, okay, we can just line up and play man-to-man and depend on our front to get there, and they don't get there, you're going to get cooked. See, here's, here's where I am at this game because – Naturally, my thought is there's no way Miami decides to pressure them and play man coverage. Okay. But I've seen one of the great defensive minds in all of football, Wink Martindale, do that very thing to Patrick they Mahomes. They don't change. Right. When, I, when we all thought there's no way that they're they going to blitz Patrick, everyone was like, here it comes, and Patrick throws for 500 yards. So that's why. You know, Dan, as an as a ex-quarterback, Defensive coordinators don't change. Right. They, they keep their same and principles in place. And that's a good thing at, t- at times, right? We are yes. who we are. We're going to do what we do. Hey, quickly, but if we're going to get to our game picks in just a moment here. But I think it's easy for us to always say, hey, all these sacks, offensive line stinks. Quarterback bears some responsibility no as well. Doubt. So far through three games. How much more decisive does Joe Burrow need to be? Because it does feel like on occasion – some of these sacks might be attributable to him and not just poor offensive line. He was much better in weeks two to three than he was in week one. Naturally, because he didn't practice all preseason. Yeah. You saw the ball get out just a little bit more or quickly on week two and then week three. That's a big key tonight. Because mm. what did I just say about third down? If you take a sack on second and two, Joe, you Bye-bye. punt. And you're when you're done. playing against a team that runs man and you're a quarterback, the ball comes out faster. Because you're picking zone. a guy. I'm yeah. a guy better yeah, than yeah, your boom, guy. Yeah, boom, he's going to win. What do you got, Swagoo? 
But it's also the adjustment, right? Like, it's it's funny what Dan and Key just said. We had the same conversation about Patrick Mahomes when he had to make an adjustment, showing the league that he was dynamic and could be prolific downfield. Yep. Josh Allen was played with a with a with a uh, too high defense, keeping everything in front of you. So I, I like that you brought that up, babyface, because I thought in the Dallas game. As much pressure as Dallas was generating, there was times where Joe Burrow wanted to be old Joe Burrow and find Chase mm. or T. Higgins down the no field. Doubt. Sometimes it's just got to be get rid of the ball, take three to five yards, and move forward on the next play. Live to see another down. It's a good mentality for quarterbacks on occasion. Time now for our game picks, and ESPN's football power index heavily favors the Bengals tonight, giving them a 72% chance to win. The question, Mina... Uh, is should they be so confident? Pictures These pictures are Heavily, hilarious. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, mean, I, th I think it's pretty close. I'm riding with Miami. Picked Miami last week. Going to stick with them. Um, largely because of what we just talked about, the Bengals' offensive struggles. I think Miami's defense is better than New York, and I think they're the reason why they win. Swagoo, what do you got? I'm taking Miami, too, because I think Miami will be more explosive offensively than Cincinnati will be tonight. I'm going to take Cincinnati at home. Two hasn't practiced all week. Um, I think their defense hasn't given up a touchdown in 20 series. I think their defense is better as well. I'm taking the Natty. They got the top three receivers in the National Football League. Nothing else to talk about. All right, I get to break the tie here. 2-2. Two, two. Give me the Dolphins scoring a four. Wow. And, uh, feels, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Keyshawn thinks it's going to be I know. Keyshawn's like 35-7. You don't think it's close either, huh? Excuse me? You don't think it's going to be close either? 35 17? I mean, it's going to be one of them cheap touchdowns in the end, okay. you know. You know, I will say that Tyreek Hill and Waffle on this team. Ball pops in the air. Those white helmets for the Bengals Put some money do look mighty fine. That should be a great game tonight. Right, after the, the live show. is back tomorrow to get you ready for all things week four. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.